Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Marvel toys, as well as Star Wars, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, chat with other listeners, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, support our Podbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious! Hello and welcome to Marvelicious Toys, issue 170. This is Marjorie. This is Arnie. And this is Justin. Back in the studio after a crazy Comic-Con, listening and watching our coverage there. Thanks to Andrew and Daryl, who just cranked out videos all the time while we were out there. Thanks to Jeff and Scott and Curtis, just tearing through getting photos online and photos on Facebook. Thanks to Jay and Barron providing on-site support. Whew, there was so much at that con, and there were so many boxes we had to ship to ourselves from that con that, like, piled up on our doorstep. I haven't seen that many boxes since we moved in. <laughs> we tried a new strategy that worked very well. We told them to please not use the biggest box they have and put as much in it as they can. A lot of smaller boxes may cost a little bit more to ship, but things arrive in much better shape. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I mean, the biggest thing this year, obviously, was that raft, mm -hmm. which makes for a really long box. All right, well, let's get back into the routine of the show. We're going to be talking more about Comic-Con in just a little bit. But to start off... The Spectacular Store Report. I think the biggest news, the biggest heartache for me, is I've been going to stores lately, a lot of Walgreens and things, and seeing the X-Men Legends hitting shelves. You're being heartached over that? I bought from an online e-tailer who was not Dorkside Toys, and this has proven to be a... I believe the technical term is bite in the ass. <laughs> they were the first people to put it up online, and they still have not shipped them. And I'm sitting here like, are you going to ship them ever? Will I be getting it because i was up at 2 a.m when they just put it online initially and so i'd place that order and now i'm going to the stores and seeing iceman and rogue and like do i just buy them <laughs> uh, that's that's always the predicament when you buy a case online hopefully you always hope it shows up before you start seeing them in retail and you can feel accomplished but then yeah you get this weird area where Okay, I've just passed on most of that wave. Did I make a mistake? Because, yeah, a few of these are already, I mean, beyond just Deadpool, a few of these are becoming hard-to-find figures already. Wolverine, Rogue, those guys are, you know, sniffing. You missed them. Yeah, I should have bought that Rogue, I guess. I haven't seen Wolverine or Deadpool at retail, but I did see Rogue and Iceman and Kitty Pride, Havoc. So 
They are hitting Walgreens pretty extensively, but I've seen reports from other stores as well. Yeah, I've seen them also at Target's. Target's have been doing their end of summer aisle resets for the toys and, you know, putting a lot of stuff on clearance. But about the same time that they start putting out another item we're going to talk about here, they they kind of refresh their Marvel Legends with this X-Men wave. Well, that other item is the Legends 2-pack, the Disco Iron Man and War Machine. And this, I saw so many people posting to our Facebook page and Twitter, hey, I got this, here's the DPCI. And Marjorie and I together hit perhaps a half dozen or more targets. Yeah, I fortunately was in Chicago that day, so on my drive down home, I would stop at the targets on the way home and, you know, check and I'd pull it up and it'd say it's in stock and I'd ask somebody, hey, do you have this? I showed you in stock. They never could find it. Turns out that two weekends ago, Target was in the middle of a massive reset on their toy aisles and it was in an undisclosed location, but I was able to walk in and get it later on. I ordered it online. We were driving back. We bought a new dog and stopping at Target after Target. It was supposed to be put out that morning. Stopped at two, and then finally I'm like, why don't I check the app again? It had been removed from the app. I think too many people asked about it. Well, it was back in and free shipping. So I'm like, let's save ourselves like three hours on this drive, and I'll just have it shipped to my house. Yeah, so they shipped it to our house. In a bubble envelope. It wasn't even bubble. What? It was a plastic envelope. You know, like those just like thin plastic envelopes? Oh, man. Like you you get clothes in? Yeah. Yeah, as you can imagine, it was pancaked. <laughs> so I took it back to Target, back to its home. They couldn't return it for me because it had shipped so fast out of the Target warehouse and wasn't even in the system that the order was shipped yet. Like, wow. you ordered it on Sunday and we got it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So the lady told me that she was going to break the rules for me because she thinks it's stupid what's going on. So she allowed me to go back and get one and exchange it. Nice. Yeah, this this item has a weird little, I almost feel like it's because of the way it came out, almost a false feeling of being hard to find because this is all like a week, week and a half ago, and now they're just everywhere. You can find them at any target you walk into. But you're right, it was not in the system properly, or it was, usually if you find something that's in the back, they can say, oh yeah, it's in the back and we can't put it out until such and such a date. But they must have had a huge palette of things back there that were marked for this reset that they just could not get to even if you found the most helpful target employee they couldn't get to it if they wanted to is that what was going on because everyone they'd like like well it's not in the position it says it is i guess i can't find it yeah no i mean i had a couple different employees like try their damnedest to find it you know like because it was marked as some weird aisle that nobody had ever heard of so they were looking around in electronics they were looking around in the front you know areas and stuff like that they were looking for little specific toy islands that might be just for this product and eventually somebody from the back came up and they they explained that no this is part of a reset and we can't even get to these items they're they're in such a container or whatever that we can't get to them until we start the reset so yeah it was it was a little bit difficult to find at first but now that they're out there they're out there and more exclusives they're hitting toys r us yeah our local toys r us hasn't had anything new in quite a long time. So I was in Fairview Heights and I stopped at the Toys R Us and they had the Legends 3-pack that had Vision, the Kate Bishop Hawkeye, and the Falcon slash Sam Wilson Captain America. And I was texting you pictures of stuff because I'm like, I don't remember seeing this. And I would remember Kate Bishop Hawkeye. I mean, did we review this? And I really like was sitting there like having this moment <laughs> where I'm like, 
I really can't remember. There's been lots of purple things lately. <laughs> Luckily, you said we needed it, so I grabbed that. Then they also had the three and three quarter inch falcon with the big wings. Nice. I was worried about him because, well, he is a solid case, like the cap with the motorcycle that's in the same package. I was scared to death that the revision would be like two more caps with motorcycles that are just sitting stagnant everywhere and two falcons. But no, it's a case of four falcons. But I am swimming in these Captain Americas with motorcycles. I'm seeing them marked down to 10 bucks. Yeah, I'm starting to be upset at myself that I bought that right as I saw it. I got excited when that motorcycle came out months ago, and now they're everywhere and on clearance. But yeah, this this Falcon has you know started to trickle through, and I don't. He's not a Toys R Us exclusive. He's just part of that deluxe wave, so he'll be hopefully available at Target and Walmart's as well. But that Legends three pack is that a Toys R Us exclusive, or is it just showing up there first? It has an only at Toys R Us sticker on it, so I'm going to take that as exclusive. <laughs> Nice. So yeah, that's exclusive, like the pack from last year that had Coulson and who else was in there? Fury and I believe Maria Hill. Yeah, that was a good pack that ended up going on clearance. This one, I don't know. Depends on if they overship it or not, but it's it's a nice colorful pack that I think will catch some people's eyes. I think they only had, I want to say like four of those there, but they had like a dozen of the Falcon. Hmm. So these are a lot of exclusives and gift packs that we had heard about a long time ago that to be honest with you, I forgot about a few of them. When we were talking about these at the beginning of the year, it was like, yeah, that's cool and that's cool. But I completely forgot about the War Machine 2-pack. But there's still more to come. Walmart is getting six-inch versions of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Marjorie's been looking for those hardcore since Toy Fair. Yes, I have. But now they're actually starting to show up. <laughs> but yeah, I saw reports of those hitting some Walmarts up to a month ago. I heard about it before Comic-Con, but now I'm starting to see floods of reports. So yeah, those are still coming. The Disco Iron Man, he'd been on Amazon for a long time at 60 bucks, And so I added him to my wish list. And this has been three or four months ago. And so that's he never dropped off my radar because I was always like, nope, still 60 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you being the Iron Man fan, I'm sure that was one that stuck in your head, but... Man, I forgot about that pack until I started seeing people finding them. Like, oh, I better head to Target. Here's the big thing about these Walmart exclusive figures is I think Falcon's going to be really hard to find for Legends fans because from what I'm understanding, we're going to review the Legends pack later, but the Sam Wilson Captain America has the holes in the back. So if you buy the Walmart exclusive Falcon, you can slap the wings on Sam Wilson cap. Hmm... Yeah, not like we didn't need two of them already just to have, but now you're going to need three or four so you can add those wings over to the Captain Falcon Falcon cap. Yeah, so that has also been heavy on my mind, which is why every time we go someplace, I'm like, well, let's have a futile stop at a Walmart. Yeah, I think what we're saying is we're kind of getting past those summer doldrums of, you know, not really finding anything. And I think the floodgates are getting ready to open up for, you know, back to school and maybe even Christmas. So these toy aisles are going to start hopping again soon. You know, also at Toys R Us, I've been seeing the Captain America and Spider-Man 12-inch Marvel Legends starting to show up. No sign of Iron Man yet and definitely no sign of Deadpool, but those are starting to hit stores too. And I I don't know about you, Arnie. I'm not going to be all in on that line. I'm gonna I'm gonna be real picky and choosy at fifty bucks each. Two shows from now, we gotta review them. 
I got the cap from ToysRUs.com, free shipping with a 20% off coupon, like can't lose. So I picked that one up. Then I picked up another one at discount. I think it was Iron Man. I need to open my box because I (laughs) ordered it right before Comic-Con. And then I went to Walmart, found all three on the shelf. I'm like, do I need Iron Man or do I need Spider-Man? Iron Man or Spider-Man? And then I'm like, ah, these things aren't going to be too hard to find. So I left them, come home, figure out which one I need, and then we can do our good review two shows from now. There you go. And there's still lots of stuff to buy online. Sales to Astonish. Dorkside Toys has been getting in some really cool stuff for pre-order, including two Deadpool items that are just... The question is, Marjorie, how many are we ordering? There is the Deadpool suit and tie figure. As if we don't have enough Deadpools, but for some reason, you put him in a black suit with a red tie, and I really want him. It's like they modeled this after people who cosplay. (laughs) It's the Justin Timberlake Deadpool. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's also an equivalent in Dorbs. Now, I don't necessarily like it when Funko decides, hey, we're going to do the exact same thing in two different styles right away. For some reason, I'm just, again, loving this outfit. You have a thing for, for superheroes in suits, I think. I do. You know, I every fan's crazy for a sharp-dressed hero. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to sing that. Please. Every fan's crazy for a sharp-dressed hero. Nice. <laughs> Arnie Top. And continuing on the Deadpool train, I mean, I'm just placing a Deadpool order here at Dorkside Toys. One that I know... Justin, you have been drooling over, and your positive words made me pay close attention to this at Comic-Con, and seeing it in person, I'm finally in for my first NECA quarter-scale figure, Deadpool. Yeah, this is the first time I've been excited for one of these NECA huge figures, and yeah, I don't know if our pictures can do it justice, but after seeing it in person in that case, it is awesome, and I cannot wait for this thing to get released. And finally, if you're into smaller figures like six inches, they have Captain America Wave 3, a full case available for pre-order. This is your build and abomination wave. Or individually, you can get that new Captain America with that shield with throwing effect, Iron Red Skull, Captain Britain, Eel, or Wonder Man individually. I'll tell you, though, you want to get that case order in now because movie Scarlet Witch is proving to be the Black Panther of that wave. Yeah, she is going to be thin in the air, and I think getting a case might be the best way to go about getting that. And as always, remember, when using Dorkside Toys, please use the link from MarveliciousToys.com. And also use the link from Marvelicious Toys when you go to Entertainment Earth, where they've got a couple of cool items, both of which I bought at full price. They're now on clearance. And so, yeah, I might be kicking myself a little bit. But how can you ever tell? That's the problem. It's a crapshoot. The first and probably the most popular is the Entertainment Earth exclusive Guardians of the Galaxy set. We reviewed this a long time ago. This is the comic-based Guardians set, and they are loaded with accessories. You got Rocket, Groot, Star-Lord, Gamora, and Drax. And it was just, I liked this set well enough to buy a couple at full price. Nice. Yeah, I only ever got the, the one, and I I wasn't brave enough to open it. So I might, at this price, I might get one to open now. This is, it's been sitting next to my, my recording desk here all these all these weeks, and I've just never, never opened it. But now might be the time to pull the trigger. 
Yeah, it regularly was 120 It's down to $75. That's 15 a figure. And again, loaded with accessories. Far more than I'm used to seeing with a regular Legends figure. With all Drax's knives and Rocket's guns and all that. Oh yeah. The other thing that went on clearance is the Kotobukiya Artifex Plus Hulk. The Entertainment Earth exclusive that has a skin tone more in line with how he looked in Avengers Age of Ultron. It was 80 it's down to $51, and that is a great price for this big Hulk statue. And, I mean, it's small enough to fit on your shelf. It's nine and a half inches, but, I mean, it's much bigger than, like, a Legends figure. Yeah, I remember reviewing that and how much you really, really dug it and how well the seams are hidden on it. Kodo makes really good stuff. Also put up for order in the past couple weeks. Let's talk Comic Cave Super Alloy 112th scale Iron Man figure, shall we? Uh, oh yeah. Now, at Comic-Con, Justin, you were obsessed with the sofa. You had to have the sofa. <laughs> and rightfully so. It's a darn good sofa. It happens to come with a Mark 42 Iron Man accessory. <laughs> and we've reviewed these. I mean, these started off as the Play Imaginative. They switched over to Comic Cave with the Igor. At the con, you and I both got the Mark 42 with the sofa. And then, I don't know if you went down for this, but I succumbed. They were taking orders at the show for the Silver Centurion and the Blue Steel Iron Mans, and you saved like 30 bucks plus free shipping. I didn't do that, but it's a, it was a good deal. I just, uh, at this price, I'm going to be very selective with some of these, but there, there's a couple that they were showing at the show that. I'm definitely going to be in for when they when they finally make them. Well, they have put up five more of these figures for order. And I was all in on this line, but five new figures at 130 a piece has me a little questioning if I can do that. Yeah. There's the striker armor, which is the construction looking armor with the gunmetal outfit and the yellow pylon arms. <laughs> <laughs> that one's kind of cool. Then there's the Gamma armor, which is the exact same armor, but it's now painted green. <laughs> and not looking quite so industrial. There's the Star Boost armor. And Justin, I think you said you were in for that one. That's the one that's got me excited. That one looks really cool and unique and, you know, not like a repaint of, you know, some other Hasbro figures. The one that I'm definitely buying, even if I'm not all in, is the Blingy, Blingy Midas armor. <laughs> I love that gold. It's gold and shiny. And then they have the Shades armor, which looks to be a repaint of a previous Play Imaginative one that also had those that we've reviewed. The little slip down. The Shotgun armor is what this guy's a repaint of. All right. Yeah, that's that's one that I feel like they've been showing since we've seen this line. Like in the original, like you said, Play Imaginative days, they had... They had a couple on display, and this one is, feels like it's always kind of been around. So that's like $700 to go all in on this line and keep up. That's a little pricey. That's a couple hot toys right there. That's two and a half hot toys. One and three quarter, the way the armor ones are going. But man, I definitely want the Midas. I think I want the, well, I, I want them all. I just, I can't do it. So I'm going to pre-order the Midas and then... 
I don't know, Striker and Star Boost are my next two. Yeah, that's Star Boost, man. I'm I'm getting ready to put it in my cart and just make sure I have it because Big Bad Toy Store is the only place that I, I know of that gets these in stateside. I mean, we have a few places that we buy stuff from Japan, and I haven't seen these go up anywhere there yet. So this this might be the price on these. Well, yeah, those are up for pre-order now, the whole set at Big Bad Toy Store. and <laughs> This is why Marjorie doesn't have to worry about me slipping into buying more Suicide Squad stuff. I can't even afford to keep up with Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> but the biggest online sale, I hope you follow us on Facebook, I hope you follow us on Twitter, and I hope you signed up for our Sales to Astonish newsletter, because last Tuesday, Hasbro put up for order their San Diego Comic-Con exclusives, and some of them, the Star Wars ones, went fast. The Jin Erso from Rogue One sold out in under 10 minutes. Yeah. This feels like a Star Wars year, which is crazy, because I think going forward, it's going to all be Star Wars years. But as far as like collectors go and exclusives go, most people are going after those those Star Wars figures and kind of ignoring Marvel this year. That could have something to do with the selection of the <laughs> sets. <laughs> they were a little bit off this year. Well, we'll be reviewing the Raft set here in a little bit. It did sell out online in a little under three hours. I sat there refreshing that morning so I could get that newsletter out as soon as they went up and have the posts up as soon as they went up. And then I kept refreshing all morning to see how quick they'd sell. And Jen Erso, 10 minutes. And Obi-Wan, 50 minutes. And after a couple hours, I'm like, God, how long am I going to refresh this page? And after two hours and 50 minutes, they were out of the raft set. Interesting. Now, I gave up on refreshing. I went down to refreshing like every five minutes for the collector set. And then after the end of the day, they were still in stock. I decided I just would check again tomorrow. And I haven't checked again until sitting down to record. But here we are, five days later, you can still pick up the three and three quarter inch collector's vault. (laughs) (laughs) And I blame that one on you. I think that's one you cooled way too early. Yeah, if you want a review of that set, check our archives. We reviewed it before it was even confirmed. (laughs) But it turns out every single thing we said was accurate. The only question we had was, is the packaging cool? And yeah, it was worth getting one to keep in the package. Definitely. If not overly sized. But yeah, I mean, now that we have it at home, I don't worry about the size of it so much. Yeah, it's that getting it home part, isn't it? Yeah. Since we did review this already, we won't go too much into detail on it. But I have a feeling that the price is kind of keeping some people back from purchasing this thing. I feel like at the end of the day, what you're getting is one three and three quarter inch figure with a bunch of accessories. I'd say two and a half figures. I mean, we paid full price for Puck as a three and three quarter inch scaled figure. And here we have Moon Boy. He's articulated. Yeah. So I'll give you a half and then you get a big dog. That's at least a half. (laughs) With the articulated jaw. So that's three figures and then quite a few accessories. Now, 70 is still a little excessive for it, yes. And perhaps if it didn't have Howard the Duck in it, I might not have be quite so excited to give them my $70 twice, but... That's correct. I, I think that if this set did not have Howard the Duck in it, things would be a little different. Yeah, I mean, it 
it feels more like a $50 set. It would have been nice. I mean, because if you break it down, you've got Cosmo, Lockjaw, Howard, Moonboy, and the Collector. They're basically saying those guys are $13 each asking for the $70. And that's that's a bit hard to swallow on some of those. Howard should have articulation of he's $13. I am fine with paying the $13 for the puck-sized figures, and I'm fine for no articulation on a big thing like Lockjaw, but if you're going to charge me $13 for two things that are essentially well-sculpted cake toppers, <laughs> that is a little much. Yeah. Maybe they could have put the collector's assistant in there just as an extra three and three quarter inch figure just to kind of round it out. And, and then they charge $83. Right? <laughs> Which is only $3 more. Well, I guess it's 13 more, but holy cow. Well, maybe this thing will sit around long enough that they'll discount it down a little bit and make it a little more temptable. Yes, and then I'll really be kicking myself up and down the street for buying one set on eBay for a, only a little bit more than retail shipped, actually. Right. And then two sets at the con and then shipping them home. If this thing gets discounted, yeah. But So let's take a look at this raft set that we've talked about for so long. And first of all, the box. I got to give them some credit for box design here in that closed, it shows art of the figures inside, open, it's got some Velcro on the side, you open it up. It's got a nice inserted backdrop that shows them like an individual cells and... Yeah, and that Velcro is kind of neat. It's double-sided, so if you're going to keep them in the package, you can take that flap, open it up, and reverse the two side flaps and stick them to the side. So now you have it open with the artwork above it. So if you wanted to put that on a shelf, it almost doubles the size of the box, but it makes a cool display. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that is kind of cool. I wondered why there was Velcro on the outside. I'm like, did somebody screw up at the Velcro factory? <laughs> you kind of got a bow it though you bow it a little at the top to make that work they're not lined up perfectly yeah you have to almost pull it backwards a little bit to get it to hit now that is actually pretty cool and this is one of the sets that i think would look good boxed i'm not a boxed collector i open almost all of my figures but this set i can definitely see some pointing keeping packaged as compared to like the archangel x-force set they did where i'm like ah, i just want those out of the box yeah, that packaging was more utilitarian. It was just kind of, let's get all these figures in into the package economically, you know. And in years past, they've had other ones that were kind of displayable, but with that one set that had uh, Blastar kind of hidden. And the big Galactus head. Yeah, he, yeah, that's the one where Blastar was hidden in the, in mm -hmm. the back. You know, you could open up and show the front of the four figures, but the other one was hidden, so you didn't really want to display it that way. This is the first time in a while that they've done one that's like, all right, this would be cool to display. The problem is, is the size. Like, I don't even have a shelf that I think that would fit on. Ikea sells some awesome bracketless shelves. This would be perfect for. Yeah, they're amazing because they're just the right depth where you'd have a little bit of extra room. But that would be perfect for those shelves. I think they're called LAC, L-A-C-K. Nice. I mean, this box is so nice. I saw people, and I don't know who these ludicrous folks are. They took the figures out of the box and put the boxes in, like, mint condition boxes, except the figures were removed, next to the trash. I went and I started to scoop them all up. <laughs> you can see Arnie's OCD on display. Oh, yeah. It, just the fact that he was crushed, that people were just throwing away perfectly good boxes. <laughs> I was even more crushed when Marjorie said no. 
and I couldn't have the free boxes. What were you going to do with them? Well, I was going to fold them down and ship them home. And then what? I hadn't gotten there. It's like the underpants gnomes. Ship boxes home, question mark, profit. (laughs) I will admit that I had a little moment of, you know, a pinch, a tinge of regret as I was checking out of my hotel room and I was leaving the the open packaging behind. I was like, all right, buddy. So last I'll see of you. See, and I think this actually not only would look good displayed boxed, but I think you could take this insert out and use it just as a backdrop for display. You know, there have been other sets Hasbro sold years ago. Some of those Iron Man 2, 3 packs that had nice backdrop inserts. I think you could display this loose in their prisons. Oh, yeah. All right. We have harped ever since this was first rumored on the figure selection. So here's your chance box. I mean, Dwight Stahl was just like, well, we wanted to service the fans with some characters. Let's see if the box can explain why we have this hodgepodge. (laughs) When Purple Man attempts to break out of the raft, a prison that houses some of the most notorious criminals in the world, it's up to Spider-Man to secure the facility and keep the bad guys behind bars. Did it work? You convinced? Eh, not yet. Well, let's go through these figures. They are given an order. There's mug shots for all of them on the back, all the criminals. There's no info about Spider-Man, so let's start with him. So I know a lot of people are happy that this Spider-Man made it back out because of the articulation and everything. What we have here is the pizza Spider-Man, the one that had the mask and the pizza slices. And apparently that's everybody's favorite Spider-Man because he is going for a fortune on eBay. That's crazy. I still see that one sitting around at some targets here and there. I didn't realize that he was such a hard-to-find Spider-Man. He was sitting around here for a long time, and now that I know he's like this awesome everybody-wants-him figure, I tried to help people out, and I couldn't find him. But he's going for about 45 to 50 on eBay for this pizza Spider-Man. And so people were happy this was a chance to get that sculpt, but... Slightly repainted, he's a bit darker in blue and darker in red, and you don't have the pizza slices, all the extra hands, or the mouth showing head. Yeah, and I think it is a slightly different head altogether. I think this is, you know, more of a comic booky, larger eye Spider-Man than the, the pizza Spider-Man's full masked version. But yeah, this is, like you said, just a repaint of that figure, and if what people were after was, in fact, the Spider-Man... This is, you know, one way to go about getting that back out there. But I get the feeling people are after that pizza slice. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good Spider-Man, though. I mean, I think I remember liking the Spider-Man the first time around. And the paint apps are very sharp on this one. I can't see too many places where the blue plastic is showing through the red paint. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's well done. You know, we've talked about it in the past. I'm not a huge fan of this shoulder articulation with the double hinged. It just always kind of looks weird and in certain poses, but it's it's hidden well enough with these spiderweb paint apps, so I'm not going to complain too much about it. I like the super articulation of Spider-Man, because if there's one figure that should get it, it's him. My only complaint is because of the web shooting pose, I always put his hands in. It looks like he's always going to a rock concert. <laughs> now, the bummer is he comes with no accessories, but remember those spaghetti webs we reviewed a long time ago? Oh, yeah. 
yeah, digging some of those out makes him, you know, really kind of fun to play with, with the big wiry webs that you can put coming out of his shooting hand or just wrap around one of his wrists. Yeah, that would be kind of neat. Some sort of accessory. This this pack, as we go through it, we'll, I think we'll start to realize is really shy on accessories. Okay, but with Spider-Man out of the way, and I usually am one to say... Or actually, Justin is, but I've joined his chorus. Do we need another Spider-Man? <laughs> but people wanted this one, so I'm good with it. Well, also kind of needed a good guy to balance out this this raft of baddies. Did you? I mean, this is a Comic-Con exclusive. It's not trying to appeal to the retail market. It's just trying to appeal to collectors. Wouldn't you have rather had a really rare baddie that you couldn't have gotten someplace else? Wouldn't you rather had, you know, Mojo or... Well, yeah, I mean, if we're going to play Would You Rather, then yeah, that's, a, that's, that's quite a large list. But I, I, I guess I can see where they're coming from throwing Spidey in with this, this group of mismatched baddies. But the first on the list, going in order of the back of the box, Abomination, Emil Blonsky, Rampaging Gamma Powered Aggressor and Adversary of the Hulk. Because they do four languages, the writers get away with just writing very little. <laughs> Now, as we go through this, we're going to realize that a lot of these are repaints and retools of figures that we already have or figures that are coming out. Uh, and I thought Abomination was going to be our, our first all-new sculpt here. But upon further examination, we're looking at quite a bit of reuse from the Build-A-Rhino figure. His legs, his arms, and his torso are all rhino parts. I don't know, Justin. There's a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of difference, too, here. I mean, if I'm just looking at the cracks in the rhino's armor, they don't match exactly. And the little raised bumps don't match exactly on Rhino and Abomination's chest. I'll give you the arms and legs are identical. Different shoulder pads on them, I guess, or shoulder joints, actually. But the bicep, forearm, thigh, and calf... All of those seem to be identical. It's a new chest, new shoulder pieces with scales. They've done a weird way of doing it, looking at it, the way there's like this piece that sits on the top that's kind of a softer plastic for the neck. Yeah, and that's, you know, until I went and got my Rhino to have in hand here to compare it to, that's kind of where I thought they were, you know, being clever, where they could use the same torso but change out this upper part with the separate piece that, you know, gives him the scales all the way around the back. But I think you're right, Arnie. This is, it's not the same piece exactly as Rhino's, but it almost looks like it's from the same starting point. Mm -hmm. Like they use the same wax sculpt or however they do it nowadays to create both of these bodies. But good, good on them for not just repainting it. It's actually new pieces here. Yeah, I'm not sure that I needed the subtle differences, but they're kind of nice. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so much of this is the same that there's just these small differences. I had to look really hard to say, no, not the same. I think Abomination has a little bit more modesty than Rhino because he's wearing some Speedos here where Rhino is just, you know, letting nature do its thing. I think the difference is Rhino is wearing a suit the entire time. This is a man in a suit, whereas Abomination, like the Hulk, has transformed. Okay, so if we're not busting him on being reused parts from a previous Build-A-Figure, except for, you know, legs and arms, he is going to be reused in an upcoming Build-A-Figure wave 
coming, you know, before the end of the year, even. It's the cap wave and ours, we have them, Justin, you and I both. Cases are sitting here. We have the other, and as Dwight said, it's a different Pantone chart, but everything else is going to be the same on that abomination. All right. So we're going to have two abominations real close to one another. But I really like this figure. The scales on the back, that spine ridge there, all of the sculpting his hair for lack of a better term for all the little bristles on his head i like this color green i'll have to compare the other color green later and he's as poseable as most of these build a figures are he's a cool figure he really is his head is really rubbery and so you can like bend his ears back and here's the other thing i'll give this set value for dollar this set was 120 dollars, and we complained a little earlier they overcharged for the collector set. But when you look at these Build-A-Figures, they usually go for $50 to $70 loose. And so here, you've got probably a $50 figure. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept that math. And I'm not even talking scalping prices. I'm saying because you have to buy so many figures to build the figure, there's just cost involved in that. Yep. I think this is a good addition to the set, even though I'm a little disappointed that we're not getting a new figure. I mean, when they put out that Star-Lord and things, even Dormammu, it took a year or more to get it at retail, whereas here, I came home from Comic-Con, and there were two apocalypses on my doorstep. This and the regular retail one. Yeah, but I mean, going back to what you're saying about value, I mean, this is a six-figure set at $120. That's $20 a figure, and this one is a -a build-a-figure? And I believe Sandman is another Build-A-Figure. Well, next up's another figure that I think we're going to be disappointed because we're going to be buying her in just a month or two. Marvel's Enchantress Amora, power-hungry femme fatale, and Asgardian sorceress. So I'm confused because obviously I've seen Suicide Squad. They're just doubling up on names here? They do that a lot. I guess the box should have said Marvel's Enchantress. Yes. This is very confusing. (laughs) <laughs> no, it actually does say Marvel's Enchantress. Oh, it does? Yes. Okay. I just felt this is Marvelicious Toys. I didn't need to say it. <laughs> okay. But yes, we have found out Enchantress in a slightly different paint job is going to be in the Doctor Strange Legends wave. Oh, interesting. But here she is in this set. So I think we're seeing a lot of ways Hasbro's like, hey, We already have this figure coming out real soon. Let's just repaint it and call it an exclusive. But they did a good job on some of the paint on here because she's got like this shiny green paint on parts of her, like on her arms and on the band of her skirt. Yeah, the metallic green does really pop. It does look nice. A bit monochromatic like Abomination. I think Abomination needed something to differentiate all that green. She's a little overdone on the green. Yeah, and, you know, looking at the the individual release coming out, they might have thought the same thing, Marjorie, because one of the minor differences between this and the regular retail release is her belt is gold on that upcoming individually packed one, where here it's the metallic green. And I think that would be better. But yeah, what we're looking at here is reused Scarlet Witch body, which I think we try to associate with almost every female who's wearing like a bustier but i think this time it actually is (laughs) (laughs) that scarlet witch with the i don't know how it's staying on upper shirt there double-sided tape yeah you use double-sided tape to keep the top up double-sided tape some industrial adhesive 
but yeah, this is, I think it's a good reuse of that Scarlet Witch bodice. Is that what it's called, Marjorie? It's a corset. Corset. I thought they might be reusing the Scarlet Witch head here because she's got a very similar headdress, but seeing it in person, this is a newly sculpted head. First of all, Enchantress, she's a seductress, and her face is a little bit more smiley. Scarlet Witch was, she was rather pissed. (laughs) And this one has hair coming over the shoulder, but it's nice soft hair. You can actually turn her head, no you can't. No, her head pops off. That's what happened when I was trying to get her out of the package is I turned her head trying to get her her whole body out and her head just popped off. You can turn it a little, but if you turn it too far, the back hair is going to make it pop. But you can turn it a little the other way. It's got some movement just the way they left a gap around the shoulder. Not not to suggest that she has back hair, but the hair on the back of her head. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, with that floosh of hair that's coming over her right shoulder, it does really limit her articulation. But she can kind of make her look confused by tilting her head to the left a little bit. You know, kind of like, what, what did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously a new part is the hula skirt they put on her. For some reason, because of the way it's all strips... It's reminding me of like a straw skirt from a luau. (laughs) I can see that. Yeah, it's like the fake grass skirt. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's it's got a nice sculpt to it. Like I appreciate that they sculpted around her buns on the back. So it's like keeps the shape of her her ass if you lift it up a little bit. You know, all in all, you know, it's a serviceable figure. And it's a little strange, like you said, that it's going to be coming out in a wave yet this year. And she did steal Scarlet Witch's hex bolts, and we have them in translucent green now. Yep. Gonna have a whole pile of those eventually. Yes, I think they're gonna make them in every color before we're done. <laughs> One nice thing with the new Doctor Strange movie coming out, it looks like they're making some new magic effects that we'll have around for a while. Yay. We need them. But no, she's a good figure. I don't feel I need both, except I'm a completist. But if I wasn't a completist... I really think Gold Belt Enchantress with slightly different colored green is as good. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I think what it speaks to is, and I'm sure we'll talk about it when we eventually review that upcoming wave, is that they just didn't really know what to do for a Doctor Strange movie as far as toys go. They had the same problem with Ant-Man, as you recall. True. The next figure, though, I don't see any public release of this coming. Dread Knight. Bram Velsing, lance-wielding mad scientist and masked menace. And former He-Man villain. He does look like a He-Man villain. <laughs> I'll say this. We've talked about how there's a lack of accessories. He has one big spear. Yeah, is he a jouster? <laughs> it appears like that. <laughs> it also looks like it could be a big antenna. It could be. Yeah, like a space antenna. Because it's got little antennae coming off of the hilt. Yeah, and those are actually not connected to the the spear itself. It, they kind of are autonomous there at the top. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird piece. But yeah, this guy is built off of the upcoming Hobgoblin in the Spider-Man wave that we'll be, we'll be seeing soon. I kind of like what they did with his scales, and they have a touch of iridescence to them. I don't know if you can see that, but if you hold him a certain way, he seems to be kind of, I don't know, a little bit sparkly. And the scales have a nice feel to them, too. Yeah, this is a great sculpt, and I'm digging this blue plastic that they that they use to, to cast him. And it's almost like Iron Patriot type of casting, where they have that, 
like you said, iridescent and kind of swirly metallic to it. Yeah, he is nice in that way. And I couldn't believe that was the color they cast him in. I didn't even know you could. But looking at the joints, they're every bit as shiny as the rest of him. Yeah, it's impressive. And it makes me look forward to the Hobgoblin on this on this sculpt. But I, I'm digging this guy's head or mask or whatever it is. It's, it's pretty neat. I like that they sculpted the little tooth holes there and then painted them black. And then the red eyes coming out of the black eye holes are nice. So the spear I do not recognize from anywhere else. That might be new, but this sword does seem familiar to me. And I think it might have been the sword that came with Strife, the woefully undersized sword. Actually, it's from Baron Zemo way back with that cap wave, and he had the gold hilt. Oh, very nice. Yes. Good memory. I remember my flowered hilts. (laughs) I'm not even going to touch that. No, I like that he has a working... I don't want to call it the sheath because it only, you know, is a loop for a sword, but it fits in there nicely. And, you know, you would think it would kind of get in the way of being that long of a hilt. But, you know, it's up against his body there, so it's not limiting his movement of his arm any. I like the cape on him, the way that it comes off, but there's a peg, so it stays on really nice when it's on. The little clasps, they actually stay down pretty well on mine, so they don't look like they're just hanging off the shoulders like some of the Thor capes do. And it's cut low enough in the neck that it's not restricting head movement in the slightest. No, you're right. And it feels like it's meant to be on there. A lot of these capes, you know, they feel like they should pop right off and stuff. Mine is on there pretty well. But when he's holding the sword and the spear, I feel like he just needs a meme that says, (laughs) come at me, bro. (laughs) Now, the next figure, I think this is all new parts here, right? I mean, we're talking about... Marvel's Purple Man, Zebediah Kilgrave, master manipulator with unmistakable purple skin. We've never seen a suit before, have we? (laughs) Uh, Yep, this is another addition to your collection of suited dudes. (laughs) This time you get a red shirt. Have we had a red shirt before? No, it's sharp, isn't it, with the black tie? Honestly, I wear this outfit... Not a purple suit, but the red shirt with the black tie, it's sharp, and I wear it to work. <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's a power look, man. That's that's a, that's a bold statement. <laughs> Usually I go with navy instead of purple, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the only thing that would really be new here is the head sculpt. And I'm trying to look and see if that might even be from somewhere else, but it doesn't automatically look familiar to me. So this could be a new head just for this this figure. Listeners, let us know. I'm not recognizing the ever-so-slightly receding hairline and the little almost Superman curl. Yeah, he does have a Clark Kent look to him. He does, but the purple's so dark, I have a hard time even, like, seeing that. Yeah, seeing any of the detail in here is a little hard to focus on. Yeah, I mean, like, I've got to get out my phone and use the LED flashlight to look at his face here. (laughs) Well, I've got my old man readers on, so... Oh, good. Oh, yeah, the Superman curl's in the wrong spot, guys. No, I said almost like. Yeah. Nice steely jaw, too. I like how they put waves and curls in his hair all over. Yeah, it's a good it's a good hair sculpt, for sure. If this isn't a reused head, though, I imagine we could see it again sometime in the future. Yeah, they could just recast this guy in, in skin tone and be a nice background character for Arnie's ever-growing office diorama. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday at the airport. <laughs> but yeah, we got the chameleon body here, the Coulson body, whichever body you want to call it. That looks good. I definitely don't think 
too many characters would get away with a purple suit. So unless you're giving a full repaint, it seems easier to pick up a chameleon and paint the shirt red and the tie black than to buy a purple man and, and then paint the whole suit. True. And it's not overly purple. I mean, it's a dark purple as far as a suit goes. But yeah, it's still, at the end of the day, it's a purple suit. It's almost Jokerish. The sixth and final figure, Marvel's Sandman, William Baker, shape-shifting gangster who uses sand-like body to infiltrate justice. Did you say sand-like body or absorbing man-like body? I said sand-like body, but oh. I can kind of see your point here. Now, this is an all-sandy Sandman, and as you mentioned, absorbing man, this is another figure I have a feeling we're going to be getting real soon. There's a Spider-Man wave of legends coming, and this has already been a Build-A-Figure body once. Yep, and all we need to do is paint his shirt in the green and, and tan, and there you go. So I have a question about Sandman, then. So when he's sand, he wears his shirt still? And yes. And has the stripes? Yes. That seems kind of weird, right? It's a style he really likes. He likes the prison stripes? It actually wasn't prison stripes. It was a green on green striped sweatshirt. Oh. Or sweater, yeah. <sighs> yeah, okay. So, I don't know. Would have you rather had him in this version or the inevitable coming version like we're talking about? Like, I feel like this feels more like a variant, whereas I would have preferred the, the green sweatered regular version in this set. I agree with you completely. That said, I think the variant is more appropriate for a Comic-Con exclusive than force the sandy one on everyone, and then only Comic-Con people get the normal paint. Right. But they're really going for building that Sinister Six for us. I think we're just down to Mysterio. Uh, and Vulture. Oh yeah, we need a Vulture and a Mysterio. And Vulture's the villain of Spider-Man Homecoming next year. Excellent. So then, as I said, we only need a Mysterio. <laughs> Mysterio is one of my favorite of the Sinister Six as far as figures go. It's always a fun figure to, to play with. They've made them in the past. I'd look forward to what they could do now. But let's get back to this repaint of Absorbing Man. <laughs> the weirdest part of that, and the only way I'll ding it, is he's a sand person. He's in sand form. Why does he have these weird squiggly veins on his chest? It made sense for Absorbing Man. He was topless. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to ding his hair because his hair is truly something to be tragic. It looks like a row of corn. That's just Steve Ditko hair. It always freaked me out, but like the Osbournes and Sandman, they always had this striped hair and this toy re reproduces it very well. It's like supposed to be curly, but the way they drew it is just by like drawing lines in it. It's almost like armadillo skin. But if you go back to the original Kirby art from 1963, that's the hair. I always wanted to envision Norman and Harry Osborn in real life because their striped hair was freaking me out. Well, it's weird because there's these people my parents knew where the guy had curly hair, but it was in rows like that. And it used to always just kind of freak me out. He always made me uncomfortable. Did he get it permed? Is that why it was so perfectly rowed up? I don't know to this day if it was permed. But it was always in like rows of like waves and curls like that. <laughs> and I mean, it, it was like in the 70s that way. And it was in the 2000s like that way. Odd. But I think we did kind of hone in on the most interesting part of this figure, which is the head sculpt, which is the only new part. 
and the hairs where they really did focus most of the attention to detail here. I like the teeth and it looks like they're crooked on bottom. Like the, there's almost a David Letterman gap in the front of his lower <laughs> teeth. <laughs> yeah, I have that too. I think that's intentional detail. And he has no pupils in his eyes, which gives him a weird, like, 50s monster zombie thing. And the fact that he's all monochromatic, I'm thinking, like, black and white, Night of the Living Dead kind of monster here. Oh, yeah, I can see that. And I like that his face isn't very symmetrical. You know, it's kind of crooked and, and sinister with, you know, his mouth not being open the exact same way on both sides and one cheek a little higher than the other. His chin really juts out too oh yeah from his profile is pretty impressive like his lip hangs out far from his teeth it's a very strong face in general you know what i mean like it's it's tough now how much of this below the neck is absorbing man all of it all of it down to the shoes all right i was wondering the only thing that i could think is somewhat new but let's not get too excited here is i can't remember which absorbing man part didn't come with a regular arm. I think he had a regular left arm as one of the options. So here, both of his arms are regular, which we did not get with Absorbing Man. So there you go. There's a little bit of a new lower regular arm on this guy too. But the metal arm was pretty smooth. You could just repaint that. Yeah, that's probably what this is then too. (laughs) It didn't (laughs) have rivets. (laughs) All right. So overall, this set, I mean, again, if we consider Sandman a -a Build-A-Figure... It's, we've already talked, this is definitely a great value at 20 a figure, even if this is a lot of re-releases or soon to be re-released. Yeah, I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's it's a variant pack, which, you know, after all these get re-released, I think it'll be cool to look back and see, oh yeah, we had these first as variants before they came out in the regular versions. The only one I don't know if it'll happen is Dread Knight. Right. He may end up like Archangel or some of those other figures that just never leave Comic-Con, like Magic from last year's set. Very true. Which is, I think, what, you know, I think you put your finger on what makes him my favorite character out of this set. He feels the most new, and that's mostly because the figure he's based on hasn't come out yet. But he's also the most colorful and most unique figure in this set. But all in all, yes, worth every penny of the $120 asking price. But unless you really are a completist, Abomination, out now, Enchantress, out soon, Spider-Man, already been out, Purple Man, and Dread Knight, those are your two, Sandman, I'm just going to keep that shoe hanging in the (laughs) air and wait for it to drop. (laughs) Because they have not announced and they would not tell us at Comic-Con what the Build-A-Figure is for that Spider-Man wave. And I think we know why. It's probably a pretty good bet. But moving on, we've got a couple more reviews this week. Thanks to our Podbean backers. And yes, thank you so much to everyone who's gone to Podbean and supported Marvelicious Toys. And, you know, we did a lot of video coverage, trying to bring back the full video show. Our Comic-Con shows were full video shows and... I know the audio was a little off on the initial releases of those, and those have been re-uploaded with better audio, and we're just working to improve our equipment and be able to bring you more content faster, and the donors at Podbean allow us to do that, and there are various rewards for Podbean backers. There are exclusive videos once a month, or in the case of what we have coming up, 
You can even pick an item for us to review. And Evan, one of our Podbean backers, wanted a review of the Jada Toys Black Widow. Yeah, I had picked up the Jada Toys when I found the Captain America in Iron Man. And I'd seen it previously when they had the Batman. And I had seen the ones online of Captain America in Iron Man. I'm like, "Eh, you know, I really don't need those because I was in full-on Civil War hype. I'll admit it. See, Arnie, I have no problem admitting it. I never don't admit it. No, you just don't recognize it. That's, I guess, the difference. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm, I'm hyped as he's standing like knee deep in suicide collectibles. <laughs> now, I don't know if it's just me not paying attention or these just don't jump off the shelf at me and force me to notice them. But do you find these at retail often? Because all I ever see is the DC stuff. Absolutely. And in fact, I I found the DC ones first. The Batman in the trench coat is adorable. He looks like a little kid wearing his dad's trench coat. It's so cute. <laughs> but they're always on like a lower shelf, I noticed, like knee height. But I have found at Toys R Us, Target, I've not, oh no, I have found them at Walmart, the Iron Man and Captain America. But Hot Topic. Hot Topic has them as well. I've even seen Wave 2 at Toys R Us and the Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Now, are these usually, like, I know the DC ones I usually see, like, right below the DC toys at, like, Target. But, you know, the few instances where I have seen these in the Marvel, they're usually on that, like, collector's end cap where they have, like, the video game figures that are 20 bucks and, you know, the blind box mystery minis. Is that where you're usually seeing these? No, they're in the same section. But at Target, they have moved, in my notice, to the end cap. I find them at Toys R Us right below the Legends, like, three inches away from the Legends figures. Hmm. Just below. And Walmart has them just depending on the store because their toy aisles are never the same no matter where you go. But Evan had picked up a lot of these. Marjorie is all in on this line, but he wanted to know. He was hemming and hawing on Black Widow. And this is the first one we've opened. We have been picking these up, but I was always questioning. These are about the same height as Pops, a lot narrower than Pops. But I've discovered I think I like my Pops better in the box Will these look better in or out of the box? So we have opened her up, have her out, and what's a little bit surprising, and I hadn't guessed this from the box itself, there's no articulation here. She's a little statue. I think she looks better outside the box because I think that you can see that she's really pretty, actually. I think they did a good job on the face. She's kind of got kawaii eyes. She's got the nice red hair. Big anime eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how they gave like her outfit a little sheen, like it's leathery and kind of cute. I like these out of the box. I would say open these, Arnie. It does have a real nice high gloss to her outfit. And I would be inclined to say, yeah, she's metal. But they've made the face and the hair not as reflective. And then the eyes are. So they have been very judicious in what they make look so metallic. Now, how how well does she stand? Like, the the one thing that I always notice with these is they always look top-heavy, you know, with big heads and torsos and small feet. The whole thing is heavy. It's not just that. They are a little top-heavy, but she's been standing this whole time. Another one, she's been standing this whole time we've been recording, and other than when I knocked her with my hand, she stood up just fine. She is well-balanced. The head is heavier than the feet, but the feet are dead center this thing is weighted perfectly nice i've been tapping her head in front and tapping it in back and on the sides and seeing what it would take just to make her tip and it takes a good push 
Hmm. A mild earthquake, I think she'd stand through. A more harsh one, yeah, she'd probably take a tumble. And yes, Marjorie did accidentally knock her over here, and I'm like, <gasps> diecast! And I'm happy to report she took two tumbles, and her paint is perfect. Nice. What about those batons? Did those look like those could bend or break? They're solid. They're completely solid. They're metal. They are not even bendy. Wow. You probably could break them. You can break anything. But um, I'm putting gentle force on them, and they are not giving. I'm sure if I stepped on it, I could snap it. I mean, if I wanted to break it, I'm sure I could. But it doesn't seem fragile. It's a really high-quality figure, and I think I agree with you, Marjorie. I think there's three different ways you could display this. Boxed, it looks good. Inside the box, the insert has just this nice washed-out Captain America shield, and if they didn't print a part number in front of it, I could almost see that as like a nice display just to have it in that little pod, but without the box. But loose, they also look good. I'm really surprised by how much I like this figure once I got it out. I think it's really cute. I like it. It's got good color, good paint apps. I can't find anything wrong with the paint app. I'll also say Star Wars, the Disney store came out with some die cast figures there last year. And one of the big complaints we had about it was the screws in the back. The figures look great from the front. You turn them over in the back and it looked like they'd had some major surgery with pins put in. (laughs) Black Widow's hair must hide if there's anything in the head. There is one screw hole dead center in the back, kind of like an old G.I. Joe figure, and that is it. Well, unfortunately, they've got the European little emblem on her, too, that's safe for children right above. It's like a tramp stamp, I guess. It really is. It's right at the lower back. Yeah. Got the C.E., which, (laughs) does that stand for clear for entry? Yes, that's what it stands for, clear for entry. That's what I would expect on the back. I mean, it is a super deformed figure. It starts big at the head and really tiny at the feet but nice display the paint i mean she's in a basic black outfit but they made sure to paint her gun silver and the little black widow symbol on her belt they didn't paint her zipper but the paint apps they have are very clear yeah no they're perfect i think i don't see any errors in it i really do like this it's really cute and the one thing i'll say this could have crossover appeal because i just looked into those big eyes and realized their Disney princess eyes. Oh, why did you tell me that? Yeah, I mean, if you cover up her body and just look at her head, she kind of looks like Ariel. Thank you. I knew there was one with the green eyes. Yeah. Which one's Ariel? The mermaid. Oh, okay. If you're going to be a Disney princess, at least be one from a good movie. And that is one. I I like that movie. (laughs) For me, I mean, I think it just comes down to what I end up saying every time we're talking about these. It's just the style just does not grab me on these. I mean... Everybody seems to have a style of cutesy or deformed figure that kind of hits their eye the right way. And to me, these just look like like kids wearing adult masks or dwarfs or something. It just it's not appealing to me with this aesthetic. I think it's one of those things. Everyone's got their niche as far as what they like to collect and how cutesy they'll go. I will tell you, I was very lukewarm at them looking at a picture. When I saw them in person, I'm like, oh, I'm buying little tiny Captain America because he was super cute. And yeah, everybody does have their style. Look at the grab zags, the pop vinyls, the dorbs. This is fitting in that line of collectible types. The thing that I'll really give this, though, is first die cast, a durable die cast. There's something to be said about that. 
that kind of raises it a notch above. And second, you can get these as cheap as $8. Amazon has them for $11.95 prime shipping. Nice. So they're good price for a good item. You're not going to break the bank picking these up. I'd have a different opinion at, say, $20 apiece. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, like you said, there's some of these other ones, you know, like Egg Attack. Now you're getting into Super Deformed style that cost you 80 100 bucks per pop. So, yeah, this is I think it's a good line for retail and for the casual collector to to hop into. So, Evan, thanks for selecting it and if you have still been on the fence, you can get it for Amazon 11.95 shipped. That's where I got mine. Now, another Podbean donor, Rich, has asked that we bump to the top of our review list something that just came into my house this week. Yes, it's actually mine, right? Yes. Sure, because I love shields. The Hasbro, is it premium roleplay? Is that what they're calling it? It's the Hasbro Legends roleplay Captain America shield. Now, this is the $100 one that's a plastic shield, not the $300 metal one we saw at San Diego last week. Which was nice, but it was no FX shield. Which one of these did I see at Target already, taking up a bunch of shelf space? I'm guessing this one. Yeah, the metal one isn't going to be out for a couple more months. And if you saw one that cost $100, then you saw this one. But this must be the one that they already had on the shelf then. Now, this thing is 24 inches wide, which is the exact same size as FX Collectibles Shield. And both of them have straps on the back. Hasbro did do a nice job with the straps, but it's a very thin. It is not the same quality. And you wouldn't expect that for $100. Definitely a difference, and I, I will say that even the look of the handles is a little bit different, too. That the FX one, just it's, it's a darker brown, they're softer, they're a little bit more stylized. These are adjustable straps. When it came right out of the box, one was adjusted larger for the forearm and the other smaller for the hand. So there really is a right way to slip this on your arm in a wrong way, a way too tight way, as I found out. Now, the back also has a whole lot of these plastic rivets, which I don't know if they're actually there for anything other than decorative purpose. And there is a Marvel Comics imprint at one point on the shield that's down in there to brand it the Hasbro item. Now, going on to the front, it does have a really nice paint job with a really great red. I would say this is candy apple red. I think they've used this before in like an Iron Man It's a really metallic paint for this plastic shield. If you were to see it sitting on a shelf without anything next to it, if you didn't have the metal one right there, you might think this would be metal. But Marjorie, you said a nice paint job. I'm going to differ with that. I'm going to say they chose nice paints. The red is a really rich red. The blue is a really dark blue. But here's where the caveats come in. This is a Hasbro item. Hasbro items are rarely perfect. We accept them because they're five, ten, twelve, or twenty dollar figures. They're trying to get into the high end market. This thing is filled with flaws. Yes, absolutely. It's not the paint job necessarily; it's the manufacturing of it. Well, there's a little bit of paint, like where the paint bubbles. There's some of that. For some reason, if you look, I don't know if they're trying to weather this shield. But there's little bits of black all over the red. Ooh, that sounds like the paint gun was kind of clogged. There's also, if you run your hand across it, 
areas that are not smooth, like some abrasions. There's little like paint bubbles. If you look, most of those are black under a macro lens or in really good light. They're hmm. they're small, but you you got to get right up on that shield to see them, but you can feel them. And there's a couple of scratches right out of the box. It's packaged very well, but in the middle of the shield, just small imperceptible scratches that when I'm examining this for a in-depth review, I'm seeing them. They were hard as hell to photograph. I tried three different cameras trying to get them. So these are small things, but if this was an FX collectible shield and I took it out and it had all this stuff, I'd be boxing it back up and sending it back. It's not a high quality item here, but it's also one fifth the price. How about the accuracy? I mean, are are the colors where the blue and the red meet and the silver and the blue meet, are they nice and clean or are you seeing any overspray? No, they're actually really clean unless you saw something in the micro lens. I think they look clean to the naked eye. They look good. And I almost wonder if there's different pieces because the paint goes around the sides of the ridges and under. I, I think it's molded all as one piece, in which case they did it really well. But it, it goes in the ridges on the right way. Interesting. It appears to be all one piece. Yeah, it I appears that way from the back. But there's all those little covers in the back that make me wonder, are they hiding some kind of attaching mechanism where like they put in... They snapped down with those ir- unremovable snaps, the rings. Oh, so what you're saying is it could possibly be each color ring is its own piece. Yeah. Oh, that, that'd be a good way to do it, to get nice, clean lines. And then a solid back plastic piece. I can't find seams. We can't find a seam that would indicate, though, the red attaches, unless the outer ring and the back are all one piece. Oh. And the, I mean, I'm. I'd have to smash this thing to prove my theory but i'm trying to figure out why the inner rings only have the divots the areas that are white and blue have these divots the areas that are red do not so it's like maybe they painted one big piece red and then snapped the silver on interesting i'm 90 percent sure i'm right on that don't you think Marjorie's looking at the, with the pattern of those yeah, now? Yeah, and actually, yeah, because I'll be honest, these rivets have cracks coming out from the rivets, which made me think somebody's tightened them too much. It's probably just a forced plastic tab, like a snap-in yeah. from the factory. But every single one of the divots that hits on the star points has a crack. Huh. And some of the other ones have a crack as well. There's also scratches all over the back. Yeah, and this is... I took this out of the box a half hour ago, very gingerly photographed it. It holds fingerprints like you wouldn't believe. Wow. It sounds like you guys got the one that they were throwing around the factory for a while, and then they decided, oh, pack it up. No, I think this is going to be how they all are. I mean, it's in good shape. The scratches I'm talking about don't look like they dropped it on the factory floor scratches. It just looks like not a durable paint job scratch. So I really got thinking about this because it looks good. I mean, if you're not going to do what I'm doing, where I'm like, okay, I have a King Arc shield. I have an FX collectible shield. I have a Hasbro shield. This is orders of magnitude cheaper. But if you're going to get $600 of quality for $100, I want to see that. You're not. This is around $100 of quality. Where I see this filling a niche, we talked about this with the metal one. The metal one I said was a good take around a con shield, but a little too expensive for that. 
This is a perfect, I want to carry it at a con shield. Or a rich kid Halloween costume shield. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know where else I saw this being kind of cool? If you wanted a shield for a Nerf gun fight, you could hide behind this like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Do you still have all those little accessories that came out with the the original Captain America first first Avenger movie? Remember how they had like the mask and then like some of the other toys came with snap-on gear? Yeah, I have all of those. Yeah, so pop those on and have your little nerf fight. Yeah, that would be the way to go with this. It Because I think it could survive, you know, a nerf fight. And it's $100 if you chipped it, you're not going to cry. But, I mean, this is even cheaper looking than that cat toy shield we reviewed a while back. The $200 shield that was metallic. So, it's not going to disappoint anybody if this is your first prop replica. It's also... Every bit a $100 prop replica and not a substitute for a $500 or $1,000 prop replica. If, if I can give it. I mean, it's a positive review for what it is. And I think I may be reviewing it for what it isn't. But when you enter the prop replica arena, you're playing with the big boys now. It's, I mean, it, it's almost rude to compare a Marvel Legends figure to a Hot Toys. And that may be the equivalent of what I'm doing here. But when you start making in that scale, that's the comparison you're going to get. True. But also, it's serving a purpose that we might not necessarily automatically see because of how into all this stuff we are. But this is introducing the concept of high-end collectibles to the crowd that only ever, you know, walks through the toy aisle. So, you know, maybe they see this, they buy this. And they slowly get further and further into it. Next thing you know, they're finding out that, oh, they actually make metal versions of these. So you're creating a new customer as far as prop replicas go by giving them a $100 starting point. So it's kind of it's kind of a clever little way to get people into the higher end stuff. I agree. The closest we've come to seeing something like this is with Hasbro's other high-end line, the FX Collectible Sabres. A lot of people may not pay a whole lot of attention to stuff that doesn't go to their stores, and this is going to hit that market. It's probably the nicest ever shield. I mean, last year when we did our holiday special, I spent a lot of time at party stores and decoration stores and saw a ton of cheap-ass costume shields. Well, that's what I made the tree topper out of, was a cheap costume shield for Halloween and that was for little girls. Yeah. But they had the full-sized adult ones, too, for 25 or $50, and they looked bad. This does not look bad, and I think the best thing I can give it is it's a thicker shield, it's not going to bend if you look at it, and it's got this nice metallic rich paint. So, <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is, Ruby's costuming, the gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> And with that, that wraps up our show this week. Thank you again to our Podbean backers. And if you want to support the show, head to MarveliciousToys.com. Click the link. Head over to our Podbean page. You can get the Podbean app and listen to Marvelicious Toys there all the time. And support the show and get some bonus content. Also this weekend, there are two major Comic-Cons happening. If you're in Connecticut or somewhere up there in the... New england area. New England adjacent. There is Terrificon, formerly known as Connecticut Comic-Con. This show has grown quite a bit over the years, and now the co-creator of Rocket Raccoon is going to be there. Ooh. Sam Jones, who's Flash. Ah. 
savior of the universe. <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of enjoying a renaissance because of the uh, Ted movies. Yes, he is. Sean Gunn, co-writer of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie and one of the Ravagers. Nice. Brian Posehn, writer of Deadpool comic and the guy officiating the wedding in Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. And a guy that you can just bump into at Comic-Con in San Diego. I bumped into him in C2E2. Nice. At the, uh, the hotel elevator. <laughs> I bumped into him at San Diego. Did you, Justin? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, he's the one celebrity that I see every year. He's just kind of, he's there and he's not, he's a guy. You know, he's not protected by a cadre of people or anything. It's usually him and his buddy just kind of poking around, which is, it's really cool that he's still that down to earth. I was hanging around the Marvel booth and he was actually filming interviews with cosplayers and I asked him to pose with this Firestar cosplayer so I could get their photo. He thought I wanted my photo with him. I'm there is press. Thank you. I don't I don't not here for selfies. I wanted <laughs> I his took a, Wait, I took a selfie with him. Oh, well, I took his photo with a cosplayer that he was about to interview. Nice. But you've also got Dan Slott, Steve Epting, Peter David, one of my favorite writers there. X-Men artist Neil Adams, plus a bunch of exhibitors. So that is August 19th to the 21st at Uncasville, Connecticut. Apologies to all the residents of Uncasville if I'm pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> or just apologies in general. <laughs> <laughs> but this weekend, you won't find me in Connecticut because that's far away. I wish I could go. I'm going to be in Chicago at Wizard World. Which quickly took a dive this year, <laughs> as far as guests go. <laughs> they had a number of big-name guests, including Sebastian Stan, who was sold out almost instantly for all photo ops and autographs and everything, and he canceled to film a movie in Ireland. So they're left with Back to the Future and X-Files. And John Bernthal from... All right, most people say from Walking Dead. I'm going to say he's the Punisher from Daredevil, damn it. Oh, he's Shane. Yeah, he's Shane. Gotcha. No, he's canceled is what he is. <laughs> Aw. I know, right? And some wrestler <laughs> girl canceled, so they're, they're, their guest list is quickly dwindling. <sighs> they added Morgan Spurlock, though. Who we saw at San Diego. I know, just like hanging out with this kid. Yeah, Morgan, the people who are going to be there, it's not Marvel related, but Michael J. Fox. I mean, I just love him from my childhood he's still there carrie fisher's still there those are our headliners but it is the back to the future reunion so you'll have christopher lloyd from clue and star trek 3 and leia thompson from howard the duck sadly her only panel is a back to the future reunion i saw her give a solo panel at indiana and it was she was funny talking about space camp and howard and some kind of wonderful and casual sex <laughs> What did I just see her in that I forgot she was? Oh, Drop Jaws 3D. I forgot she was in that. Yep. That was her very first movie role ever. Very small role, but she's there. You know what I saw her in just recently that I almost wish I could forget she was in? <laughs> the Nicolas Cage Left Behind. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Look, it's Nicolas Cage. It's awesome. For, now, a, wh for a while. Now, John Bernthal did cancel, but we do still have, as of this recording, <laughs> they're dropping like flies, people, Deborah Ann Wool, who is Karen Page on Daredevil, and she was also 
Jessica in True Blood, and amazing in True Blood, and Rosario Dawson, Night Nurse from Daredevil, plus Charlie Cox and Eldon Henson. So you got Daredevil himself and Foggy Nelson. Nice. So what you're saying is you're not going to have to purchase any VIP packages for this Wizard World. No, no. I, I thought about it for Michael J. Fox. I really did. I mean, but no. <laughs> also there, William Sadler. That name sound familiar to you? A little bit, but I'm not really placing him. All right, this guy. <laughs> Where I really think of him most is he was the lead bad guy in Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2, is that the one with the snowmobiles? Yeah, he was the guy doing the push-ups at the beginning and was just jacked. Oh, all right. He then shortly after played Death in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> the Grim Reaper? Yeah. <laughs> nice. You could be a prince or a lowly street sweeper, but sooner or later you deal with the Reaper. <laughs> but the reason I'm talking about him on Marvelicious Toys is he was in Iron Man 3. Hmm. He was President Ellis. Oh, wow. So he's put on a few miles since I was last <laughs> paid attention to him. <laughs> but he's avoided the Grim Reaper who he played. <laughs> He's also been in Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile. I mean, this guy has a acting history of television and movies going way back to the 70s even. But yeah, Iron Man 3, William Sadler, President. And they still refer to President Ellis in some of the other movies. Yeah, and hey, he was in the Iron Patriot armor. So, you know, that kind of legitimizes him. <laughs> That's true. And even put that together. Plus, a lot of comic artists and creators are there. And we're having a get-together Friday night, if you're interested in joining us. We'll be at the Ram Restaurant and Brewery on Higgins on Friday night, starting around 6 or so. So we'll be there next weekend, and then in two weeks, we'll be back August 31st with a very, very special show. We wanted this one to be the one, but got a couple of things still working, so in two weeks, we'll be quack. Yeah, there's some secrets that I don't even know yet. So this is this is an interesting tease for me as well. So sounds like we have like a, a Blossom episode coming up. A very special episode of Blossom. We do. It's the one where Arnie slipped me a roofie. <laughs> so we're all going to learn a lesson on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is a fan-run show that relies on listener support to keep the show going. You can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to MarveliciousToys.com support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback on Marvelicious Toys. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or post your thoughts in our forums. 
You can also find Marvelicious Toys on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews by emailing an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff, Scott, and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Jerry and Jeff. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. I ordered it online. We were driving back. We bought a new dog who happens to be named Pizza Dog. Well, that's not his whole name. His name is Remy Pizza Dog LeBeau. Yes. Well, <laughs> he's a Frenchie, hence Remy LeBeau. But then we realized he looks just like Pizza Dog from Apocalypse. So The best thing to come <laughs> out of that movie. Yeah. Now you just need to take a leaf blower and take slow-mo video of blowing in his face so those <laughs> flaps get going. <laughs> and we will talk about that. I think you've got a message, Justin. Did something ding? You Did something it? ding? <laughs> Dear God, my, it sounded like my, a klaxon. I've got my noise-canceling headphones on. I saw my screen light up like something oh happened. God, it was, <laughs> it was like somebody came into your room and played a xylophone. Nice. I don't even know how to turn that off. It's like Xbox messages coming through on my phone. Uh, you could just silence the phone, maybe? It is. Oh, really? it came through on my iPad. Son of a biscuit. Right, hopefully they won't call back. Or message back. Listen to me, I'm an old man. Hopefully they won't call back on my Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, give me a second. Let me go grab my rhino. Well, and one's green. Do you need need some privacy to grab your rhino? (laughs) (laughs) If you hear anything strange, just ignore it. Hold on. Interesting. Now, I'm not sure why Abomination oh. is more modest. Hold on, Justin. Oh. Is that a sneeze? Yes. Okay. Not I wasn't me. sure if you... I didn't know if you were being murdered or... <laughs> <laughs> wasn't pretty vicious, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Marjorie, you sounded almost panicked. Like, Hold on, Justin. And then Arnie's like... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so they broke into the house. I mean, it's a chameleon bot. Oh, hold on, Justin. Gazunite. Thank you. Is that a more acceptable sneeze? Yeah, it sounded more like a sneeze unless like somebody was stabbing her. 
I have been tapping it in front, tapping it in back, tapping it on the side. You're sides. tapping Black Widow? <laughs> Under the sea. You got to kiss the girl. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Now, another Podbean donor, Rich, has asked that we make a lot of chair noise. So, Rich, here you go. My, my chair doesn't want to squeak now that I want it to. <laughs> you lubed it up too good. <laughs> I, I tapped that chair. 